Today, You Talking You 2 to Me is sponsored by our friends over at Bonobos. You can't spell Bonobos without Bono. That's right. Bonobos is a men's apparel brand that has everything from wash chinos, denim, sweaters, and casual shirts to suits, dress shirts, blazers. I promise your threads will fit you better and feel more comfortable than anything you have ever worn before. So go to Bonobos.com. That's B-O-N-O-B-O-S.com. On top of everything else, you get a special deal. Use the code EDGE to get a 20% off deal, along with that free shipping and the great customer service as always. So log on to B-O-N-O-B-O-S.com for better-fitting men's clothes. To Boots, getting them on, that is. This is you talking you two to me, the comprehensive and encyclopedic compendium of all things you two. Welcome for another week. This is episode eight, I believe. Uh, Welcome to the show. I am your host. I'm the host of the Comedy Bang Bang podcast and TV show. The TV show... Uh, the third season premiering in a few weeks here, in a couple of weeks, May 8th, May 8th at 10.30 after an all-new Marin. Uh, so be on the lookout for that. I am Scott, of course, and sitting across from me, he's going to get in that hot tub at the end of the year, hot tub time machine too, that is, and uh, you know him from parks and not just parks, but also recreation. Please welcome Scott. Thank you, Scott. I would like to say hello to my friends. I would like to say hello to my fr- my family. And don't would, leave them out. I would like to say hello to you. Thank you so much. So, friends first, Thanks. family friends. second, always. Family. Yes, and me third. I really appreciate that. Third, I would like to say hello to you. Thank you. I really and where do the fans come in though? Because they're expecting one of your patented Scott hellos. I would like to give them a silent hello from here in uh, sunny and fun Los Angeles. It is sunny, isn't it? I mean, that's one thing that when people told me about Los Angeles, they said, "You know what? The sun it shines there." I didn't believe them. I said right. that can't be possible. Right. The sun. Shines there down upon everything, and sure enough, I got here. I stepped out of the clown car, aka my family station wagon. <laughs> yeah, tell me about it. <laughs> and uh, and I'll be damned if the sun wasn't high above us and just shining right down on us, shining and, right down. You know, on a scorcher like today, it was it was pretty mm, hot today. You're telling me, pal. Uh, you know what I like on a on a hot day like today? Mm, let's see. If I had to hazard a guess, I'd say lemonade, but it could be anything. I like I like a glass of cold lemonade with some ice cubes. I'm not going to lie to you. Mm-hmm. But um, ice cubes down at the bottom of that glass? Uh, no, I like them floating up top. <laughs> okay, all right. What kind of ice cubes do you use? I use ones with metal ball bearings in them so that they are anchored right to the bottom. Uh, I don't like don't, them floating up. You and don't like it. them floating. You don't like them getting in the way of your sip. Look, I want 
lemonade. I don't want a bunch of ice cubes in my mouth. You know what I mean? Like, I ain't into that shit. Okay. (laughs) You know what I like? What's that? I like the when I'm taking a sip of pink lemonade. Mm -hmm. Ice ice cold pink lemonade. I like those ice cubes to just rub up right against the top of my mouth so I can barely get a sip. (laughs) And then the the pink lemonade comes out around the sides. Dribbles around down the sides. Dribbles down right, right onto my my, Your uh, breasts. My breasts. <laughs> I, I love it. I love it, too. And just you talking about it. I love it. It's getting me even hotter than the weather outside here in Los Angeles. Now, we should say. Wait, wait, yes. wait, 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 wait. What I was going to say is on a scorcher like oh, today, sure. I like I like to find a little shade and kick back and relax in the shade. That's true. Have you ever sat or even lain within a hammock? Lane? <laughs> sure. Have you ever lain within a hammock? Oh, I've certainly l- lain my fair share of hammocks in my time. Have you ever lain in a hammock and had some hummus? I have not, but that sounds like a dream come true. A nightmare, but still a dream. A dream. A nightmare is technically a dream. You know what a nightmare would be is if you're in a hammock having some hummus. <laughs> in hummus. And you spill it on your peanuts. <laughs> You listen to you talking, you two to me. The comprehensive and encyclopedic compendium of all things you two. Now, we should talk about this. Uh, we are taping this late at night, as is our want. Oh, man. A couple of, couple of night owls over uh-huh. here. Engineer Cody is manning the ones, the twos. He uh, is, is trying to keep his eyes open. And um, we we have to talk about it. It's been a while, it's been a while since we have taped one while. of these. It. How how long has it been? Because a lot has happened. A lot has happened. About a month, maybe? Okay, because since the last episode we we recorded, there's been a lot of U2 news. But also, Mm -hmm. Scott, Mm -hmm. our podcast has gone live. That's right. We it was not live the last time that we recorded an ep episode. This is thank you for clarifying. This is the first ep episode that that we've recorded since uh, we've kind of released our dove out into the world. That's right. And it has been a month because at this point, episode four is just about to be released. Yeah, it's dropping in uh, two days. Two days. Uh, we, and I did want to say, by the way, that it is fitting that we're talking about you two today because we are recording this on St. Patrick's Day. And the uh, lovable lads from Liverpool celebrate St. Patrick's Day in their home country. St. Patty's Day. <laughs> that is, uh, I'm guessing, an impression of something. I, I didn't quite get it. An but. old Irishman. Okay. Uh-huh. An old Irishman. An old, from the old Irishman. I don't know why you have to bring ageism into it. I mean, old. He can just be an Irishman. Old. <laughs> so it's St. Patty's Day. Patrick's Day. Patty. Thank you. It's Thank a, you. Um, and yeah, it has been a month because yeah, we're at episode four. It the response has been overwhelming. You guys are digging it. You guys are loving it. You guys love the chemistry. You haven't seen such chemistry since Breaking Bad, I think. Oh yeah, Aaron Paul and Brian Cranston. They had great chemistry, acting chemistry. Great is what chemistry. I meant. Yeah. Oh yeah, but also chemistry because the show he was a chemist. 
He was a chemistry teacher. I, I, you know what? I didn't. I don't know because I turned it off about ten minutes into it. Oh yeah, he's a chemistry teacher. And really? That's, I, that's a boring. I, and that's why I turned it off. You've because it's see just, it. It's so boring. Oh no! I, you look, gotta I took see it. chemistry in high school. I don't want to sit there watching a TV show where a teacher teaches me about chemistry. Um, as soon as I saw that on the screen, click, turned it off because that is boring, my friend. The first three episodes are just chemistry classes. So <laughs> once you get through that, though. It's great. Really? Is it like The Wire where you have to watch a whole bunch of them before you kind of go, yeah, this is a good show? No, it's... Okay, let me just set the scene for you. Okay, set the table. Albuquerque, New Mexico. NM. Um, ABQ. Mm-hmm. Chemistry teacher. By the way, I appreciate you using airport codes when we talk about yeah. things because that's I'm constantly on the go. Oh, man, I'm always traveling. It's a little shorthand that I like to use, so it gets me in the mindset of, okay, ABQ, great. That's about, yeah, okay, that seems to be about 450 miles from Okay, got yeah. it. You know what I, I like to do is when I'm traveling, I like to just tweet out which airports I'm going to. Mm-hmm. Just so, like ABQ and then an arrow to... Uh, JFK. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, that I is a great flight, by the way. That is one of the most beautiful flights that you've ever taken. If you can get a straight direct flight from Albuquerque to JFK, oh, it's it, treat yourself. You do that for fun sometimes. I do because I don't like to s- fly straight from LAX to JFK. I like right. to take a little ABQ detour because sure. when you're crossing over that New Mexico border... <sighs> Uh, it is beautiful, my friend. Try to do it um, not at sunset, not at sundown, but just like at noon. Oh, that sounds great. When you're just flying right into the sun. What's your favorite thing to look at on that flight? You know, a lot of people would say clouds. Mm-hmm. Um, but I I like to look at the part that's not cloudy. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, the, yeah, yeah. The, the, the sky. Yeah, the, the sky. The blue. Yeah. The blue. My wife. I don't What is that? Uh, it's uh, just like flipping a coin. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Very good. Uh, just the blue sky. M- hey, Mr. Blue Sky. Hey, that Mr. Should be blue about me. Sky. Where are you going to today? That's where, that song? That song, exactly. Yeah, it's a great song. One of the best U2 songs, I would say. By the way, you're listening to you talking U2 to me, and the response has been overwhelming. Thank mm. you so much for your fan art. It seems like every day... Uh, really good fan art out there. We're getting some fan art. I, I usually send it over to Adam, who can't be bothered with it, um, but I'm looking at it, and it's really great. And uh, I'll usually get a, back a text that says, what the fuck is this? No. And Who the fuck are you? <laughs> Stop fucking texting me this shit. We have a very professional relationship where I insist, and Scott over here... Thank you, Scott. ...really... You you do well with this uh, mm-hmm. most of the time, and I'll credit you with that. Mm-hmm. I insist on no communication whatsoever unless the microphones are on. Sure, I do. I, I relatively stick to that. Uh, sometimes you throw out a text or an email to me, and I don't appreciate it. Have we talked about email on this show? <laughs> we have, and but I'm always I'm all ears for any opinions. I on love email. it because it's like mail. That you write the minute you write it and you press enter, it it gets it, it gets to the person that you're trying to get it to. Sure, you just you just write an email. You just type in the name of the per- like for you. When I write you an email, I just write a u a u, and my computer uh, just automatically fills in Ackerman for me, yeah. and I'm like, and yep, that's the guy. Usually, it's because you're going a u. I want to write you an email. A u, you talking you two to me. And we are talking you too, by the way, all show. I do want to hype. This is our special pop show. 
Yeah. This is the episode where we talk about pop. Controversial album. Beloved by some, hated by many, but we'll be talking about it on this show. Controversial tour as well. Oh my goodness. Lemon, we'll talk about it. But I do want to say that a lot has happened since uh, we last recorded the show. And guys, your prayers have been with us. And we appreciate that because when we first started the show... We talked about it. We said, you know what? We want to do a show, and we want to do it every week until the new record comes out. We thought that would drop in late February, which it did, and we had heard the record was coming out in April. That's what we've heard since uh, for, for a few months at this point, right? Yeah, did we start, did we first decide to do this like in November? Something like okay. that, and we first recorded an episode maybe in December or yeah. something like that. So... We said, okay, we'll do five episodes, we'll do six episodes, and on the sixth episode, the new record will be out, and we'll review that. Yeah. So the first episode that you heard is us tearing through their discography. Yes. We did three albums and an EP on that one. We then slowed to a glacial pace. <laughs> I'll say. <laughs> we then, episode two, covered one album. Uh, episode three covered another album. Yeah. Episode four covered another album. Episode five did not cover a single album. Wait, what? Which which album? We meant to cover Actung Baby. We did not get to it. Are you serious? <laughs> yes. Instead, we had to save it for episode six because oh we God. dicked around too much. So, but that has come actually in handy because um, we found a little time. Look, I'll be honest. I'm in my week off in between shooting the TV show. I'm glad you're being honest with me. Uh, let me be completely candid. Great. I have a week off. <laughs> I'm not right. sure why I would lie why, about Why it. would you need to be candid about that? Look, I'm just going to be strip away all artifice at this point until you have a week off. Okay. And I'm here with Scott over here, and we're, we're doing a couple of eps yeah. so we can keep coming out weekly because what we learned around the third episode being released, all of a sudden a flurry of tweets started showing up in my box. Uh -huh. Bing, bing. Is bing, it like bing. an actual box in your house? Like yes. Like a cardboard box? I have a secretary who types out any tweet, any mm -hmm. at reply to me. Uh, she she copies it off, puts it in a cardboard box, mm -hmm. um, which I cannot afford an actual like metal filing box. Well, why would you need that, a, a metal one? It, it's expensive and heavy. And you know what? It's bad for the environment. Absolutely. You know, cardboard... And styro it's actually made out of a kind of cardboard styrofoam composite material. And is it true every day it, you take the styrofoam cardboard uh, hybrid box and you burn it? Yeah, I burn it. And then I throw the charred remains into the sea, Perfect. usually with some of my uh, six-pack plastic rings that I, I wrap it up in just to make Great. sure that it's kind of— You throw it into a, into a, a resting flock of otters and seagulls. <laughs> yes. By the way, and this is not in the Pacific Ocean. I go all the way to the Atlantic, which is why, Every I'm, tra day. why I'm traveling so much from Man. ABQ over to JFK. I need to get there and get back. To dispose of your box ashes. <laughs> yes, of course. But, um, yeah, we're getting a lot of a flurry of tweets saying, oh, my God, have you heard the news? Extra, extra, I've read all about it. I need to alert the Scots. Mm -hmm. I click onto one of these things, mm -hmm. which, when it's typed out, is not easy. Right. How do you click on a, a scrap of paper? It was not effective. I kept pointing at it and touching it, expecting something to happen. This is a bad system, is what I'm trying to Terrible. say. Terrible. 
I may be overpaying her, Travel too. not included, a terrible system. I'm overpaying her because I'm paying her, and tell me if this sounds high or low to you, but I'm paying her $175,000 a year to do this. This is her only job. I'm gonna, Okay, I'm going to be honest with you. you Please are, be. You are overpaying her, but mm-hmm. it sounds like a lot of work. It really is, especially booking all that travel for me. That is her her only other job. And you only fly first class private. <laughs> yeah. No, that's the thing. I hate being in first class and feeling like there's other people around me. It's right. like if first class to me is being solo. Right. You know what I mean? And what what, what is the bag you carry the ashes in to go dispose? What's the bag made out of? The bag is made out of... Uh, Literally, it's kind of uh, uh, what is that material that they say never throw away in the in the junkyard? What Human skin. Human skin. It's literally made out of my grandfather. Um, he when he died, he he said, "Come close, come close." I was standing in the corner of the room. I was right. like, "Grandpa, you're grossing me out. Right. You smell bad. You're about to die. You have death smell." Yeah. He said, "No, come close, come close, come close." And he he made me lean over and put my ear next to his mouth, and he said. Grandson, when I die, I want you to make a travel handbag out of my butthole. It was bizarre. Wow, that's that's crazy. But what are you gonna do? Not do that? He. It was his dying wish. Of course, I'm gonna do right. it. It's. I had to turn his his sort of colon inside out. Yep. And uh, make sort of an inverse butthole bag. I wonder why, of all wishes, <laughs> sure. That's what he chose. There's a lot you can wish for and a lot yeah. you can hope for for your grandson. Um, I want you to have a happy life. I want you to chase happiness, not money. But no, he chose, I want you to make a travel handbag out of my butthole. <laughs> yeah. Look, I think he's a weird dude. I okay. think it was some he's sort saying, of— He sounds weird. I think it was some sort of kinky fetish he had. He wanted to make sure that I was constantly reaching into his butthole, I think. Okay. It goes hand in hand with other no, wishes that he had while I was alive that I don't necessarily want to get into. Starting to make sense. So he would repeatedly ask you to reach into his butthole. When, when he was alive, right. yes. Reach into my butthole, young man. He used to start sentences off with. Okay, okay. And fiddle around and see what's in there. Uh-huh. And so I think when he died, he just wanted to know that I was going to be fiddling around with his butthole until eternity. But you know, what are you going to do? Turn down an old man? Absolutely not. I mean, you have to do it. And you did. And I admire that. Yes. So I'm carrying all of these cardboard styrofoam plastic things to JFK every single day, flying back on a red eye. And it's tiring. And, and it's you're a- shooting your TV show. That Mainly the TV show has turned into that. It's just the chronicle of me oh. doing this. It's turned into a documentary. Is that what this this next season's going to be? Yeah, it's we've totally abandoned the format of comedy oh, bang okay. bang, and we're we're now it's just it's a lot of travel. It's me doing this wow. every day. Can't but, wait. Yeah, great. Yeah. Um. But yeah, flurry of tweets. I finally figured out that I should click on them on the internet, and what they say is, you two announces or or it wasn't even they didn't announce. It's Billboard that. magazine had a source close to the band. Who, and who is this source close to who, the band, by the know, way? Who knows? You know who it is? It's all grouch. Sourpuss Brian Eno, I bet. Uh, I bet he's calling up Billboard. He's got a hot scoop, and he's like, Hello, this is Brian Eno. I mean, a source close to the band. Uh, uh, I've been replaced by Danger Mouse, so I'm going to rat on them. 
Um, he that's sounds a, like a real dandy. <laughs> he is, he's a renaissance dandy. But uh, the, the meat of this is basically that you 2 supposedly are delaying their record until next year. Yeah, and tour till next year. But mm-hmm. then, like, two days later, a spokesperson for the band mm-hmm. said that the album is still on track. And a spokesperson wouldn't lie, right? Right. But then... That's it. Then radio silence. Radio silence, which in U2 is saying something because... uh, They're on the radio a lot. They have a ton of hits. So for them to get the entire... All the radio stations in the entire world to stop playing U2 is a feat. Radio silence. Mm -hmm. But we all know who's in control of the airwaves. That's true. The president of... The U.S. of... Antarctica. That's true. The, uh, a lot of people think that it's just a barren wasteland up there. No, that no, no, there's no, a, no, there's no, a society. No, up there. no, no. They no, have no, a president. No, no, no. That's where all the radio satellites are launched from. Is well, Antarctica? Yeah. Antarctica. Yeah. Scott. Yeah. 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 No, I'm telling the listener. I'm not telling you. Yeah. Of course, you know this. Yeah. Yeah. So, you two supposedly we're in a state of confusion. So apparently. They have all of these songs with Danger Mouse, and mm-hmm. now they've decided to take the songs and move them to a couple of new producers and start working with them. And the the new producers we heard of were, I know, Ryan Tedder. Right. Who, uh, from One Direction, right? One Republic. One Direction, I believe. Is it One Republic or One Direction? I Let's... believe it's One Republic. Okay, hold on. Maybe because One Direction maybe is a is a no. I, one is... One Direction's like the the um, boy boy band. Oh right. Okay. So who am I? Okay, Ryan Tedder. He One Republic. You are right, and that's one word. One Republic. One Republic. Although if you capitalize something, if you capitalize the second word in a word that you just made put a, one word, hit just the put space a spa- bar. Hit the space bar. What? Why do you want to not hit the space bar? Why? You got a problem with the space bar? Hey, you got a problem with the space bar. So Ryan Tedder, whose hits, by the way, I'm looking at his page here. I don't, I, I don't even know One Republic. Why don't you play some of it on your iPod that you have? I do. I actually do have oh, some. You do? do you want me to find some? Okay. Uh, talk while I look for it. All right. Can you do that for me? You turned away from the mic while you said, hey, go play some of this stuff. <laughs> um yeah i it, it's it's a bummer oh god but i'm really regretting <laughs> you but talking at the, during this but at the same time if the, hey you know what if that's what it takes I've been, I've been losing here's some one republic dreaming about the things that we i've never heard this, this is counting stars not a bad song no more counting dollars. We'll I like this song, actually. But does this, this sound like U2 to you? You talking U2 to me? No, but I, I, you know, they make hits. And I he does. Think, you know what one of his biggest hits was? It's too late to apologize. Hmm. I said it's too late. I don't know if I know that one either, but... It's probably his biggest hit. It, and the other guy is the other... Who Paul Epworth is the other one. Paul Epworth, who is, is that? Is that the other? Isn't didn't he do the remix of Ordinary Love that we really liked? Ordinary. Oh, here we go. The other producer. Oh, he works with Adele as well. 
Yes. Okay, yeah, yeah, That's yeah. the other guy that they're working with. He now. won the Academy Award for Best Original Song alongside Adele for Skyfall, which is a good song. Oh, wow. I like Adele. Yeah, me too. Adele Kazim from the Oscars. That's right. <laughs> Did you see the tweet this morning from... Um, from Ben Schwartz. No, what he said. True saying? Detective season two was that earthquake and Adele, <laughs> and Adele Dazeem. Dazeem, yeah. Dazeem, is that what it was? Yeah. Um, That's some funny stuff. Uh, so I, I think that there, you see in the press a lot them talking about being, them concerned with their relevance. Mm-hmm. And I think for... Revelance, by the way. Is revelance, how it's, how it's yeah. In today's kind of singles-oriented, you know... The, the music industry is no longer the, album oriented. The world is faster than ever. We we talk about the hustle a lot, but you cannot discount the bustle. Listen, the information superhighway has officially taken off. It has just and, like in the last six months. And guys like you and me are left there with just a license plate that's fallen off one of these cars whizzing by. Hey, how about just some exhaust smoke in our eyes? <laughs> <laughs> hey guys, come on, <laughs> slow down. <laughs> Shaking our fists at these guys. <laughs> like, ah, get off my lawn. Slow down. Anyway. So maybe they're just like we need hits. Hits and plenty of them. Yeah. Do I mean, do you think that's what's happening? They, you know, they may be. I mean, why stick with one guy, you know? I mean, uh, maybe Danger Mouse ain't cutting it. You know what I mean? He's maybe, uh, I mean, I, I like the new song, uh, in- Invincible. Me too. And uh, I think it's Invisible. I'm pretty sure it's Invincible. Um, You're right. It was the theme to that Mark Wahlberg movie. <laughs> right. They keep trying for that Academy Award, and that's another thing. that Let's save it for the next episode, mm-hmm. though, as Snoop Dogg once said. Mm-hmm. Um, let's talk about the Academy Awards, because like we say, a lot has happened since the last time we recorded, but yeah. we're, we should talk about the Academy Awards in our next episode, um, because uh, they were nominated, and, we'll, and everyone knows what happened, but we'll talk about your experience with it and my experience with it in the next episode. Sure thing. But so we're in a state of flux right now. We don't know when U2 is coming out with this record. We that's had heard right. April, then we had heard June. Now we don't know what happening it's like right. bono reach out to us right Let but us it's know. weird because as early as like two weeks before this delay was leaked the edge in an interview had said i'm gonna be really busy they're like when it when's when is the album coming out he's like i can't say but let me just say we'll be very busy this summer and they said when are you going to be on tour and he said i can't say but let me just I'll just put it this way. I'm going to be very busy this fall. He's talking about jerking it. (laughs) His masturbation schedule? (laughs) So he's trying to say, look, I'm too busy to tour this summer. I'm jerking it. There are a couple of other small clues that I picked up on the At U2 website. Oh, boy. This, by the way... Another plug for At You Too. I hope you guys are enjoying it out there in the At You Too community because uh, Adam Scott, he's he's lurking out there. Uh, let me just say that I know for a fact they aren't. <laughs> Listening? <laughs> <laughs> or, or enjoying it. Oh, okay. <laughs> but, um, uh, um, oh, yeah, okay, so. Clues. First of all, can we have the theme music for uh, me uh, being a U2 sleuth? Okay, here we go. This is our U2 sleuth theme song. Okay. okay. Um, uh, according to my calculations, um, now there somebody uh, slipped up in an interview. Okay. Um, the uh, fucking what's his name? <laughs> Jesus Christ! What are you trying to say? <laughs> uh, what's his name? Uh, 
Bono, no, The no. Edge. <laughs> Wait, should I just list people? No. Stephen Hawking. What's his name from The Shins? The James Mercer. James Mercer okay. was being interviewed because of Broken Bells. Because of Broken the Bells. The band he's in with Danger Mouse. Yes. And Brian, they, as Lance Bangs called him. Yes. And they said, hey, you know, uh, Danger Mouse is producing you too right now. That's really exciting. And James Mercer. Maybe it was a slip-up. Maybe it wasn't. Mm-hmm. He said, yeah, it's really exciting. That whole first album is all is going to be all Danger Mouse. Oh. And then there was another interview with Bono just like a week before the delay leak where uh-huh. he said to an interviewer who was an old friend of his, mm-hmm. she said, what's going on with the album? And he goes, he said, uh, well, uh I can Did he tell, take this long to say it? Yeah. Or? He said, I can tell you something, but then I'll have to kill you, but we're actually working on two. Two records. Yeah. So okay. Those two clues two's together, clues. kind of, uh, two's clues, that's the name of this segment. <laughs> this segment, two's clues, yeah. Um, it sounds like maybe they're working on some sort of two separate project. I don't know. Maybe they're, they're doing what they normally do, which is they go, hey, we're working on two records, but then they just take the best of both of them and then put made, out one. And then put out a bunch of EPs or singles or something yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah, That's yeah. probably what's going on. And they don't want to hurt Danger Mouse's feelings. You know, they, the way they hurt Steve Lillywhite that one time when they're like, you know what? <laughs> I think it's best. And he was like, you know what? Yeah, good idea. Good idea. Good, good, good idea. Go make your famous records yeah. with, with <laughs> Brian Eno. That's good. That's good. No, but he produced one of their big biggest hits how to dismantle on we'll talk about that in a few episodes definitely we'll i'm ready to talk about it whenever you We'll get to it we'll Uh, definitely get to it i know we will i I know we will i will say i am not ready i'm in the middle of of filming my show i'm in the middle of moving a lot's going on right now cool up is out of the country and where is she she went to laos Uh uh-huh uh so a lot is happening right now and i don't have time to research you too as much as i don't have time I know you two's a you do's a lifestyle, and I should be ready at a moment's notice. When I get the call, I should slide down my pole, fireman style, mm-hmm. and change into my fly sunglasses and and coat, oh, leather coat. Slide down your pole. Okay. <laughs> Wait, what? what? What the fuck did you just say to me? I didn't say shit, man. Sound to me like you said fucking something to me. I didn't. Say, I didn't say fucking shit to you. And that is the end of two's clues. Good episode. Solid. Solid episode of Two's Clues, um, which started out as a segment called I'm a U2 Sleuth, I believe. <laughs> Until halfway through, we figured out it should be called Two's Clues. You know, I I feel like, and it doesn't have to be right now, but I do feel like it's been a while since. Uh, it's been a while. It's been a while. Since By the way, are we going to do our Stained podcast as well? Yeah. Someone absolutely. suggested we do a podcast called Stained Glass with Todd Glass, where we talk about... The music of Stained. I, I count me in <laughs> Okay, for well, that. One of these You Talking You Two to Me episodes, we'll try to make that happen. We'll get Todd Glass out here. I don't even know if he likes the music of Stained, but Who it's cares? too good a title. <laughs> stained Glass. <laughs> um, but I do think at some point tonight we need to fit in a, an I Love Films We should uh, do an I, it's, podcast episode. Yeah, we need to do an I Love it's Films. It's been a while. It's been a while. Since we've done an Isle of Films, and we need to get some stuff off of our chest um, uh, regarding films. Now, 
What we also should do is we should take a break at this point, if okay. that's okay. You are listening to you talking U2 to me. We're only talking about U2's pop tonight. Um, so far, we've talked a lot about it, and there's even more, if you can believe it, to talk Wait, about. what? Yeah, there's more to talk about when it comes to U2's pop. It's been a while. It's been a while. Um, so come back, listen to these messages. Scott and I will be talking about U2's pop when we come back on you talking U2 to me. Hey, you. Y- yeah, you. You listening. This is Scott. I'm talking to you. Hey. Hey, you. Do you. Hey, do you have a great idea for a business? Yeah, no, no, yeah, I'm talking to you. I'm usually I'm talking you two to you, but right now I'm just talking to you. Do you have a great idea for a business? Yes, I'm I'm talking to you. Do you have a great idea for a business? And do you want to start selling your products or services online? I knew you did. Do you have an established business, maybe, and and you're looking for new customers? Or or here's another question. Uh, are you interested in starting a personal website? That's everyone, right? I'm talking to everyone. Well, no matter who you are, GoDaddy wants to help you. They want to help you kick ass online. They are the world's number one domain registrar. GoDaddy currently, listen to this, they currently manage over 57 million domains. I have a hard time managing my wife, and I got just one of her. Plus, GoDaddy provides award-winning 24-7 customer support. So anytime you need help, like I need help with my wife sometimes, just pick up the phone. They'll help you out. GoDaddy is there for you. If you've ever dreamed of building your own website, well, there's never been a better time because right now GoDaddy is offering one new or transfer.com domain for just $2.95. That's right. They were going to charge you three, but they thought you need the nickel. So start your website today. Visit GoDaddy.com, enter promo code U295, U295. You can save 80% and get your own .com for just $2.95. Some limitations apply. Just see the website for details, but that is promo code U295 at GoDaddy.com. Well, looks like these days you can get practically everything on demand. Like this podcast, I mean, you can listen to it whenever you want, whenever it's convenient for you. Well, that's great, right? Why am I being so dismissive of it? That's awesome. Well, you know what I am dismissive of is a place where you have to abide by their hours, their minuscule hours. You know what I'm talking about. It's the post office. Yeah. Why, why is anyone still going to the post office and dealing with them when you can get postage on demand at stamps.com? Anything you can do at the post office, you can do right from your desk whenever you want with stamps.com. You can buy and print official U.S. postage for any letter, any package using your own computer and printer. And unlike the post office, stamps.com never closes its doors. So you can get postage whenever you need it, 24-7. Look, I use Stamps.com. I send out all of the Earwolf schwag 
to all of you. And right now you can use it by using our promo code, okay? The promo code is Bono. Bono, the lead singer of YouTube. Anyway, if you use the promo code Bono, you get this special offer, a no-risk trial plus $110 bonus offer, which includes a digital scale and up to $55 free postage. Don't wait. Go to stamps.com. Before you do anything else, click on the microphone at the top of the homepage, type in Bono, that's stamps.com, enter Bono, I'll see you never at the post office. the classic U2 sound. This is Mofo from Pop, and uh, you're listening to U talking U2 to me. This is U2 music right here. This is what U2 sounds like on the Pop record, and we will be talking about it all episode long. Um, this is Scott, of course, and I'm sitting here with Scott. Two Bros Talking You Too. Uh, was that your original title, wasn't it, of this show? You wanted it to be... Two Bros Talking About Two. Talking About Two, right. <laughs> and then when you said, you talking you too to me, I was like, yep, yep. way better. <laughs> you should title things, <laughs> not me. Um, yeah, you're listening to You Talking You Too to me, and of course, um, this is the pop... Pop stands for popular. A lot of people don't know that. Pop music stands for popular, meaning the popular most popular music. songs of the day. Exactly. Like uh, the, the, the most popular songs on the charts. The charts which um, cover popular songs, so that's why they appear on the charts. Look, the charts aren't just random. No, like, no, no. Here's no, no, one no. popular song. Here's a song that's not popular. No, right. they gather the popular songs. Like the number one song would be the most popular song. Which is why... Number one is right next to it because it is the most popular. Right. And then number two, that's the second most popular song. Would you say that when it comes to bodily things you do in the bathroom, Mm -hmm. is poop less popular than pee then? I don't know about popular. I mean, I know that many, many people, and I've done my research, find pooping to be um, the most satisfying. <laughs> the most satisfying. I don't know. If you get a nice pee in you, and then it's just like, bleh, oh, you just that's let it so out. Great. Shaking some dew off that daisy. Shake a little dew off the daisy. You know what I mean? <laughs> do you think that's more disgusting, or do you think it's more disgusting to say, I'm going to take a squirt? <laughs> squirt is pretty bad. It's pretty gross. No one ever admits that they're going to go take a number two in the bathroom. Everyone goes, hey, I got to go pee. Yeah. At least half the time, people are in there. Shitting it up. <laughs> don't you think? I don't know. <laughs> it's got that with those odds. How many, and be honest about this. When you go to the restroom, how many times do you go today? A day, would you say? I, I don't, I, um, hmm, like 1,400? <laughs> That's too much. What are you talking about? That is too much. 1,400, I don't even know if you have time in a day to do that. That's what I spent my day doing. Oh, my gosh. Well, look, what I'm trying to get at is half the time you're probably shitting when you're in that restroom. Don't Uh, you think? 7,000 times? (laughs) I mean, 700 times? (laughs) Your math is way off. Still a lot. Still a lot, but you know what I mean? Like, Or or do you think it's two-thirds peeing, one-third shitting? I I don't know. Anyway. Uh, I don't know, but I know that 
charts-wise, peeing would be more popular because people do it more often. So you think that two-thirds of the time people pee and one-third of the time they shit? Well, I would think that... (laughs) I would think that people usually pee, what, like seven, eight times a day? Okay, sure, yeah, if you drink a lot of water, certainly. And then you're not exercising. They take a duker... (laughs) Like w- once a day. You think once a day? Maybe twice? Maybe twice, yeah. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. It depends also on what you're eating. It depends on how regular. Uh, look, we don't What if you're st- just eating poop? That's interesting. And I've often wondered about that. Yeah. If you were to eat poop, what would you poop? Whole pieces of chicken. <laughs> That's, see, and that's what a lot of people who are starving don't realize is like, eat some poop, you'll poop out chicken, and then just eat the chicken, you'll poop out poop, then eat that poop, you'll poop out chicken, it's just round and round and round, you never have to pay for food again! Boom. Poverty and starvation solved. Extinct. I just looked over at Cody, and he looked had a look on his face that said... What? Why am I spending my Monday evening doing this? St. Patrick's Day. I could be out with my friends. <laughs> He's been talking about his girlfriend all day. I've seen him all day. Oh seen him all day. God. He's like, I gotta call my girlfriend. I gotta. What's what? What's what's the deal with this girlfriend? What's going on? Let's take a let's take a break from you talking you two to me, and let's get an update on good old Cody's love life. What do we got, Code? Uh, she's a fantastic gal. I don't know. She lives in New York. And she's one of the Fantastic Four. Is that what you said? She lives in New York in the Baxter is Building. It Jessica Alba. Oh my yeah. God! How did you know? The Invisible Girl. Because you know I haven't seen hide nor hair of her around here. Why? When are you going to bring her around? She's been around. She she's lives in around. New York, though. What, why are you? I've been around. Why are you dating New York girls? It's just how it happens. She's what's great. Her, what's her name? Alyssa. Alyssa, what's her last name? Caliente. Wait, why? Caliente? <laughs> this is a made-up woman. <laughs> Alyssa, Alyssa Caliente? Turn off your mic. Turn off your mic. Alyssa Caliente. Cody. I don't get it. Why are you making up women? You don't have to make up women. You, you had a, a whole phone conversation with a made-up woman while I was in the other room. You don't have to go to those lengths, all right? You're okay the way you are. You can bring a real girl around, Scott, and I won't embarrass you. <laughs> no. Um, okay, so why were we talking about Alyssa Caliente? Because we were wondering what other things Cody would rather be doing than listening to <laughs> oh, us right. talk about poop. <laughs> oh, that's right. There's the thread. We were talking about poop because of pop. Poop sounds like pop, which a lot what, of people... What if they named... You two <laughs> put out an album and it was called Poop. <laughs> <laughs> what? Okay, Green Day, they put out something called Dookie. That's and true. 14 million people bought it. That's true. So it's not that far-fetched. Right. But poop is a bit more direct than Dookie. <laughs> what if What if they put out Pop, okay, and they were like, this is our new album, Pop, yeah. and then they put out an EP called Poop. That's a little more, like, I could see yeah, that happening. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where they were just being cheeky. There's that cheeky well, sense of humor. Well, in this stage of U2's career where they're kind of running out the, the running... Running the, out the clock? R- running out the clock on the irony thing. Oh, okay. I could see them putting out an EP called Poop and being like, isn't this cute? Isn't this funny? Yeah. Like, who who has ever put out a record called Poop? Right. That well, which is what they were trying to do with the title "Pop." In a way, they were trying to co- like point out, "Hey, here's our stab at making really kind of mainstream stuff." Do you, do you agree or not agree? I don't know. I, I feel like I feel like they 
were it, it's definitely more in, more dance oriented and the first single disco it's called disco wait a minute wait a minute so you're going out on a limb and saying that <laughs> no. u2's pop album is more dance oriented well part of it is, at least the way it was marketed was but mm. a, most a lot of it's kind of str- straight ahead u2 music sure good high quality rock and roll <laughs> yeah as you've said i think it's good rock and it's, roll it's not uh music it's probably my least favorite other than Oct- it's probably my second least favorite. Other than Octoon Baby? No, October. Oh, oh, that's you know what? By the way, you two, that's a little confusing to have two records called Oc something. Yeah, because I just said I was about to say October, and I said Oct, and you thought I was going to say Octoon Oct- Baby. I did. It's confusing, and my name is Ockerman as well. Right. It's like I get confused when you're talking about you two records. We should rename like- those albums. We really should. Let what I mean, and we talked earlier in an episode about how legally they have to be about what the title is about. But right. we should re- we should rename them. What would you call October? Um, Rocktober. Great. Already a better title. Okay. What would you call Octung Bebe? Rocktung Bebe. See, way better. Way better. But then we have that problem of calling two records similar things there too. Oh, because. <laughs> I don't know. We'll never solve because this problem. Now, when I say rock, you're going to think I'm saying rocktober, but I was talking about rock, rock tune, tune baby. baby. Or rock and roll music, which is another problem. High quality. High quality, indeed. Well, um, we are going to talk about pop. We're going to talk about, let me just get some facts out of the way. This is released 3 March 1997. But before we talk about pop, you know what we should do? What? Is talk about what came before pop the bridge into pop sound called hold me thrill me kiss me kill me let's hear a little bit of hold me thrill me kiss me kill me right now I believe it was, if not an outtake, it was something that they were working on yeah. around Zuropa, and um, they said, you know what? Shit. I, I kind of think this song's about Batman. <laughs> it's a good song. I like that song. I like that song a lot. I um, Actually, we talked about Zuropa in one of our last episodes, if not the last episode, mm-hmm. and uh, I talked about how I really enjoy that album. Yeah. At the same time, I didn't think it had any hits necessarily on it. Yeah. But when I first heard this on the radio, I said, you know what? Call up those charts we were talking about. Uh, yeah. Uh, because this one's going to the top of them. I think we got a hot cake on our hands, and I'm not talking about breakfast. <laughs> this is going to be number one with a bullet, and I hope that no one uses a gun with a real bullet, because I don't agree with guns. Absolutely not. Yeah. Uh, so that was that was a big hit. It right? was a big hit. I remember when it first came on the radio. I was driving. Uh, this is, by the way, came out in 1995, 5th of June. For Batman Forever? Ba- no. Yes. Sorry. Batman Forever. Yes. It wasn't Batman and Robin. This was the third Batman movie starring Val Kilmer. Val Kilmer. And Chris O'Donnell, star-making performance mm-hmm. as Robin. Mm-hmm. And Jim Carrey lighting up the screen and making us laugh a lot as the Riddler. Oh, man. The funniest portrayal of Joke, the Riddler ever. Jokes aplenty. <laughs> My goodness. I mean, I thought Frank Gorsham was funny. No, 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 no. And then Jim Carrey. Jim Carrey. 
went out there and made us laugh. I've always wanted when I go see a Batman movie, I want to laugh. I want to laugh, and I want there to be at least three villains, <laughs> at least bare minimum. Which is why I'm so excited for the new Spider-Man movie. How many villains are in that one? A Sinister Six, baby. What's that? Six villains. That's the, the Sinister Six. Anyway, there are six been. villains in I the new. I believe there are six Spider-Man. Six movie? villains in the new Spider-Man. Oh boy. Movie. Um. Okay, so there are. Three, wait, Tommy Lee Jones, Two-Face, Jim Carrey, Riddler. Was there one more, or there's just two villains? That, I think you're thinking of the third, or their fourth oh, movie with Mister Freeze, one. Poison Ivy, Batgirl, a whole shit ton of people in that one. But um, uh, hold me, thrill me, kiss me, kill me. They were working on the song, and they said, "I think these lyrics are actually about Batman." Yeah. We should just have them make a new Batman movie and then yep. put it into that. And yep. it, it all worked out really well. I, but I do remember I was listening to it on the radio, and I, I, it came on K-Rock, yeah. which is a local Los Angeles very famous station. Very influential. Very influential. And the DJ, disc jockey, he played it, and then he said, you know what? I really like that song, even though I don't like classical music. What? Because there are strings in it. Because listen, what DJ was it? I forget who it was, but listen to this. Well, let's listen to the, the beginning of the song again. Oh, right. Dun, dun, dun. You hear an orchestra, and he said, ah, this is classical music. That's so stupid. I don't like classical music, but I like rock music. This song's pretty good. He gave it a pretty good. Boy. <laughs> Did he really? Was that a real thing a DJ did? Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, I'm not talking about unreal things. The DJs didn't. Well, I don't know. I'm trying to cut through the BS here. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it's tar. It's tarred. Um, it's tarred. It's tarred. So, so you you see that as sort of a bridge to pop. Sort of. I mean, look, they t- they took the the Zuropa sound, those buzzing guitars, yeah. the kind of electronic edge. Pardon the pun, because the Edge plays yeah, the guitar guitars. player. Yeah, yeah. And they they made a successful stab at doing something which was kind of dance-ish meets rock music, and yeah. it went to the top of the charts. Yeah. So they all of a sudden start thinking, you know what? We know how to do this. We it, got this. the The time between Zuropa and Pop is what's four years. No, my friend. Zuropa. No, you're right. Okay. Zuropa, yeah, was uh, 1993 and Pop is 97. Yeah. I thought you meant between this, Hold Me, Thrill Me. Oh, no, no. This is directly in the middle. You have Zuropa, 93. Meanwhile, they're finishing the tour of Aktung, baby. Yeah. And they finish it up. They put on a B side, put out a B side from Zuropa as the Batman theme. Yeah. Meanwhile, you got Baby! I can read it from a kiss from Rose on oh, yeah. yeah. Wow, that Batman movie had hits. It had incredible hits. Let's let's check out the Batman Forever original soundtrack here. Here's what we got. Hold Me, Thrill Me, Kiss Me, Kill Me by U2. One Time Too Many by PJ Harvey. Where Are You Now by Brandy. Okay, but then you got Kiss from Rose. Monster Smash. Yeah, yeah. Smash it up by the Offspring, a damned cover which they played on K Rock a lot. Oh, I'm sure. Uh, and then a whole bunch of shit. Michael Hutchins solo track. Really? The Passenger Iggy Pop cover. Do you think that this is where Michael Hutchins and Bono struck up that friendship? 
Yeah, because they were on the soundtrack together. <laughs> to, I'm to sure. Batman forever. Oh, I'm sure. Because you know, famously on all that you can't leave behind, yeah. uh, stuck in a moment that you can't get out of yeah. is about Michael Hutchins. This is probably where yeah. they met. I know. Um, so wait, Michael Hutchins sings "Passenger." He sings "The Passenger" by by Iggy Pop on that soundtrack. Yeah. Wow. And the Flaming Lips have uh, "Bad Days," which is on another. No, REM has a song. That no, sorry, that's on Batman and Robin, my friend. That's not oh. true. Uh, it is very true. That's very true. It is not on this soundtrack. Are you sure? I'm very sure because that was the Smashing Pumpkins as well was on that with the end is the beginning. Really? Batman and Robin? Uh-huh. Ugh. Batman and Robin film. I'm looking that up oh, right Oh, you're now. right. You're right. You're I right. I am right. <laughs> I'm the guy with the computer in front of me, buddy. You don't have to argue with me. Ugh. Okay, so. That movie... Batman and Robin. Did you go see that when it came out? Yeah, I actually went with a big group of comedians. Uh-oh. I think Patton Oswalt and Paul F. Tompkins and uh-huh. a whole bunch of people. We went um, Saturday yeah. to Man- the Man's Chinese. Had, did you know it was going to be shitty? Like, had you heard this is good, the worst? I kind of, I, I actually liked Batman Forever. Yeah, I remember it. liking it at the time. I've watched it recently again. It's just it's, a boring. Yeah, it's, it's not so good. bad. Uh, but... We went and we kind of knew that it might be bad because yeah. it didn't look good. Right. But we couldn't believe it. And we were shouting at the screen and making fun of it. And I remember someone in a Batman t-shirt came up to us after the movie and said, hey, you ruined that movie. <laughs> <laughs> I felt bad. Even though the movie kind of came pre-ruined. Yeah. You you ruined the movie? <laughs> <laughs> it's like, Joel Schumacher, heal thyself. Oh, my God. That's what I should have said to him. It was Joel Schumacher, by the way, in the Batman T-shirt who yelled at us. <laughs> um, but yeah, Batman and Robin's NG, no good. Yeah. Um, but that song, "Hold Me, Thrill Me," it's a good, good track. Yeah, very good. Very good. Very stuff. good. If they had made all of pop like that, so how, how do you feel about pop? You know what? Let's get to it after the break. All right. What do you say? Let's talk exclusively about pop when we come back to you talking. You two. To, to me? <laughs> Come on back. So our friends at Nature Box are supporting today's episode, and uh, so I wanted to tell you about them. Is that so wrong? Listen to this. What, what is Nature Box? All right, I've been eating them for the past week. That's what it is. They sent me a box. They are a brilliant company with a revolutionary and delicious idea. All right. What is their idea? What else can you think of to do with snacks? You go to the grocery store and you pick them up and you buy them, right? No! No! Nature Box wants to deliver these tasty snacks directly to you every single month. Are you avoiding high fructose corn syrup? Are you avoiding hydrogenated oils and artificial flavors or colors? Well, so is Nature Box. Each snack faces strict, oh, strict quality standards and are approved by painfully strict nutritionists. But they have a fun streak. They're, 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 look, yeah, they take their business seriously like we all do, but they're fun. So pick your favorites. Santa Fe corn sticks, honey macadamia pretzel pops. <laughs> oh, that sounds so good. Or hey, here's an idea. Go wild with a rotating surprise box every single month. 
They have a huge collection of tasty treats from South Pacific plantains to seaweed rice pops. You can snack better, snack smarter, and snack plentifully. Go to naturebox.com slash u2 to get 50% off your first box. Check out naturebox.com slash u2 and I'll see you in your mouth. Welcome back to YouTube. YouTube, you talk, you talking YouTube to me. Uh, Adam has broken out some sort of energy bar. What do you got over there? No, it's a protein bar. Need a little prot. Need a little fuel. Because while I do the podcast, and I, I don't think we've shared this with the listening audience yet. I'm constantly working out. <laughs> That's true. We've never talked about that. No, it's very distracting. Um, doing curls right now. Doing curls, and I'm going to hit the cardio right after I finish this protein B. A little prot bar? A little P bar. Oh, getting a little P bar action on. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Well, very good. We're, we're talking about U2's pop in this episode, um, and this is a studio album. This is, I would say, their ninth studio album. I would say you're right. I would say you just looked at the, a computer screen... When <laughs> you said that, I could do it without looking at the screen. Watch me, okay? I'm looking right in your eyes. This well, is this is their ninth album. Okay. Well, you just read it on the computer screen like <laughs> ten seconds ago. So um, I would also say it's a continuation of the band's 1990s reinvention as they pursued a new musical direction by combining alternative rock, techno, dance, and electronica. Influences. Yeah, I read that Wikipedia page myself like ten minutes ago. <laughs> um, pop. Let's talk about it. So this is a complicated album for U2 fans. Mm-hmm. I'm, I've kind of... The the album is now, what, 17 years old? It's an old album. It really is. No, not 17 years old. It was 1997, so yeah, it's 17, 17 years old. years old. That's almost old enough to be in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame at this point. That is crazy have, that that have, was 17 years ago. Have you ever thought that you and I are old. <laughs> and we may be talking about a band that young people don't, don't care for. give a shit about. <laughs> and yet we're still here doing it every week. <laughs> Have you ever thought about that? Oh, boy. Um, I'm definitely thinking about it now. Do you like any young music, by the way? Young music? Anything new? Or have you turned it off? Have no, you turned yeah, off? yeah, I do. Every once in a while I hear something and I'm like, that's very, very good. And I purchase <laughs> it and listen to it. Great what a, story. What about you? I I feel like you're more kind of up on current music than I am. I try to rem, I try to be current. That's important to me because I, do, I don't... I look around, like, I started seeing a lot of legacy acts. We may have talked about this on a previous show, but I, I've seen a lot of, like, the acts that I love from the 70s, the 80s, yeah. even the 90s, and it's the law of diminishing returns. I get less and less out of it every time yes, I see them. for sure. So I I really want to keep current on music, so I kind of made a rule to myself of, like, I only want to go out and kind of see new bands, yeah. um, and I... Am always kind of getting the new songs, um, looking at the new charts, yeah. downloading, yeah, new stuff. Yeah. Uh-huh. Putting it on my you got album. real weird there. <laughs> okay, so pop. Seventeen I, years old at this point. Did you do? You, did you like Hyams record they put out yes, last year? Loved it. Yeah. It was a great album. Mm-hmm. Okay, see there you go. Proof of the pudding is there in the crust. Adam Scott likes new music. Stop complaining about our dad rock. <laughs> 
Is U2 dad rock? I guess it kind of is. It is, yeah. I mean, right. look, when they're, one of their most recent albums is 17 years old, Man. it's dad rock. It's only like four albums ago, 17 years ago. They've really slowed down the pace. That is fucking crazy. When you think about it, Boy in 1980, October 1981, War 82 or 3, yeah. Unforgettable Fire 84. I mean, they were on a tear. Yeah. And then they slowed it down to a glacial pace. Man. And now it's been since... It's been... It's fi- been... It, it's been... It's been five years since their last album. Yeah. It came out exactly five years ago. And that ago. one was not a hit. It's like, guys, right. you can't take five years... You can't take 10 years in between your last hit. When was Vertigo? 10 years ago. Was it 10 years ago it at this point? Uh, oh, 2004. God. Oh, God. Guys, you got. come on. Get it out. This is probably why they're being so careful, is that they know- This is their last shot. They haven't had a hit album in 10 years. Well, at this point, though, U2 is on top of the world when they're making pop, because they've had- that record, uh, right. Rock Tung Baby. Right. They've had Zuropa, which is uh, considered to be a success. Very well received, very Al- successful. Although in their minds, maybe it didn't sell as many as they would have liked. Passengers, a stumble for them, but it, they didn't call it U2. So even Was it, it considered a stumble? Nowadays, they talk about it like they're sort of... Like like it's not part of their real catalog or they, right. like I I we talked about this on one of our last episodes. I think they were disappointed hmm. by how it sold because even though it was a side project, they they sort of were going, "What if this side project actually they didn't promote fire? it or anything though?" You know how you are when you put out everything you put out sells millions and millions, right? And they know? just kind of wanted it to be. Yeah. So, but at this point, I, it's and they come out with "Hold Me, Thrill Me," massive hit. Mm-hmm. They're associated with Batman for the rest of their lives. They they. Uh, when you do a song for a Batman movie, you're allowed as many free trips in the Batmobile as you want. Are you serious? They have to bring the Batmobile to Ireland anytime you two asks for it and have to drive them to like the grocery store and Are places like that. Are you serious? I'm, oh, man. We, got, we have to write a Batman song. We really should. What do you think our Batman song would be about? It would be about how cool Batman is. Okay, I think that's a good subject, but I would also love to fit in there just like talking about Bruce Wayne because that's my favorite part of the Batman movies. I honestly, I don't understand why when I'm watching a Batman movie, I'm loving watching this millionaire playboy. Mm. And then all of a sudden it talks about this unrelated character, Batman. He comes in. It's like, I want to watch Bruce Wayne. Bruce, But Bruce Wayne is Batman. Like he turns into Batman. Wait, 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 what? He, Bruce Wayne has... The Batcave under his mansion? Yeah. he That's where he keeps his bat suit and all of his gadgets. Wait a minute. Why don't they ever show him getting into the Batman costume? They do constantly. Make it easy on someone to understand this fucking cryptic film. You know what? Let's open up I Love Films. All right. Hey, welcome to I Love Films. This is Scott. And this is Scott, and I love films. That's a coincidence because I love films. I know you do. Um, Have you seen these Batman movies? I have seen every single Batman movie. Why don't they make it clear that Bruce Wayne is Batman? Well, uh, this is Scott talking. They do. Oh, you're right. This has been I Love Films. I Love Films. Very good. That was a good that was, episode. That was an excellent, excellent episode. Um, so, 
my point being, Scott, they're on top of the world at this point. They, they, you two can do no wrong. They've, they've been mining irony. Um, people, as we talked about in the Octoon Baby episodes, they're out there making phone calls, getting pizzas. He's dressed up like Mac Fisto, and people are going, that's really funny. And But they take a, a long break. I mean, the Zuropa tour probably ends in late 93, Early Some, 94, something 94, like that. I believe. And and not only that, but this is the last time that you two had ever put out two records kind of in a relatively short right. span of time. So they need a break. I'm not begrudging them a break. I'm the last person in the world that would begrudge these lads a break. What? But why are you the last person? I am the very last one that would ever begrudge them. I'm telling you, I would hold out until everyone else on earth has begrudged them. I could hold out longer is all I'm saying. No, I am the last one. Okay. I, Believe I wanna... me, I'm stubborn, and I would outlast you. I don't want to have a last one off with you. Well, it looks like we're going to. All right. Well, from this moment on, we're going to try to outlast each other for begrudging them for taking a break. <laughs> okay. So listen to our final episode if you want to wrap up on this. We'll figure it out on the last episode. We'll see Someone's going to need to go around the world and, and find out. If every single person in the world begrudges them for taking a break. I've heard that a lot of people are begrudging them at this point. Um, but so they're, they're taking a break. But the, when we last picked up with them, they're not sincere. They're dealing with irony. Yeah. They're, they're calling up George W. Bush or George H.W. Bush on the phone. They're, they're just being funny. They're being yeah. comedians. They're being smart, Alex. And then they come out with, but it's it's interesting because then passengers is a is just more of a moody kind of sincere sort of thing, and sort of even though that it has that shitty Elvis song on it. But it, yeah. yeah, but then they there's that great version of one. Did we talk about that on the passengers? I don't episode? think so. This great version of one they did as passengers that huh. I thought I had lost, but I found it the other day on my oh iPod, and it's. Pretty. It's a pretty incredible. It's a passenger's version of. Oh, okay. One. I'd like to hear that. I don't think it's, I know that. It's great. Um, do you have it on your iPod? Because you can play it a little bit while I, I talk a little do. bit. Um, yeah, but the band, as far as they know, and this is a problem with U2's career, in my opinion, ever since the beginning, they latch on to something and they go, "People love this." Yeah. And instead of going, you know what? Let's. Let's take a break. Let's not give them what we think they love. They go, let's give them more. They like irony? Let's give them all the irony. Let's collect all the irony in the world. Let's, let's, and here's what they started doing for pop, okay? They announced the record and the tour. Where? The warehouse? No. Kmart. Kmart, I remember that. Kmart. Why? Because the White House? No, because Kmart is funny, I guess. Kmart is a bargain. If you're listening to this outside of the U.S., Kmart is a sort of a bargain uh, bargain bin store, department store, that has a lot of cheap clothing, toys. Uh, they get all of their the stuff very cheaply, and they, they pass on the savings to you. Now, at the time, the big K in Kmart's they're all over the U.S. and and because the Pop Mart tour, Pop Mart, Kmart, they think it's funny. They decide to announce this tour in a Kmart, tying into the theme of the record. Yeah, and good I addition. Th- Thank you. 
I, I, I think <laughs> he's been staring at his iPod trying to find this thing while I'm running out the clock, trying out the world's longest sentence very, until he finally sorry. gives me with his eyes a, oh, I found it. And instead, I finally ended the sentence and you said, yeah. <laughs> Thanks, buddy. <laughs> You're welcome. Um, I, I, I feel like it was confusing for people who aren't, you know, huge mega fans. It's like, I think everyone just sort of thought, oh, so they're still kidding. Yeah. I mean, it's been four years, and now they're 1991, is that when Octung Baby came out? Or in the, yes. So, okay, at this point, oh, you've been kidding around for six years? Yeah. When do you start to take this seriously again? Right. Yeah, so they so for six years, they've been joking around. And they've been like, hey, we're the funny guys right now. I can't find it. Okay. <laughs> you know what? <laughs> Fuck you. This show has constantly been you saying, oh, I have that on my iPod, and then taking a million years, and then you never find the I thing. did have, I have it on the one that's, the one that's like that in my car, but for whatever reason, it's not. Oh, so, so yeah. So All they, right, are you back in now? Can you concentrate on I'm this? I'm very sorry. On what we're talking about? They, they come back, they announce a tour at Kmart. I covered this. No, no, I know. But then they 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 set up, they plug in, and what do they play? Uh, what did they play? I don't even know. Ugly Joe. Oh God. You remember that song? The B side to Discotech. You're talking about Holy Joe. You're Holy you're, Joe. You're, I'm sorry. You're uh, confusing it with Ugly Kid Joe. Ugly which, Kid Joe. If they had played Ugly Kid Joe, the Cats in the Cradle cover. Fantastic. And just played Cats in the Cradle. That's all I wanted them to Can play. Can we play Holy Joe real quick? Uh, we can, yeah. Can you give me back my fucking thing? <laughs> I that I, right there. Where is it? Oh, okay. <laughs> so we want to hear Holy Joe, which is on... What would that be on? That would probably be on the discotheque, probably. Let me look for it. Can you talk for a second while I try to find something? I'm just wondering why, if you're U2, the biggest band in the world... Which, who you, I am not, by the way. No, I know. I'm just saying, like, if okay. you're one of the, you would <laughs> have a, a, a press conference announcing your tour. You get all the press in the world there, and then while everyone's listening, you everyone's wrapped. Everyone's ready. You plug oh, in man. and you play a B side to your upcoming single. A B side, a B side that you will never play again. This was the last time they ever played and it. it I well, it's not a particularly great a song that's not going to be on the new album. Look, I can't find this song. <laughs> Are you serious? <laughs> the shoes on the other foot. Look, if we I can find it on YouTube, I'm sure. Wait, YouTube? Yeah, you YouTube on YouTube. <laughs> um it's uh so so that conjoined with the fact that they then Put out Discotech as the first single, and the the video. It's Discotech. I just listened to it on the way here. Discotech is actually not a bad. It's song. a good song, but the video is like them dressed up as, as the village the village people. people. And yeah. so I think this- it was just confusing, and everyone was kind of like already maybe a little burnt out culturally on that uh, YouTube. Yeah, exactly. Already and he'd been ready talk- for the all that you can't leave behind thing. Yeah. I think before they were ready to do it. That said, I like this record. I like this record. I like a lot of this record. We talked on our last episode about, hey, if you could come up with a better track listing for pop, what what would it be? And I want to hype that I at least have brought mine. You probably forgot about yours. Um, I can... can, You can can whip one up. You know what? Holy Joe from Kmart is on YouTube. 
Let's hear it. Okay. Okay, here we go. Can you plug that in? Here we go. Holy Joe, live from Kmart. This is what people who are coming expecting pride... I will follow you two back. Something. Here's what they had to. Oh wait, I don't have it. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, here they are. They're entering Kmart, saying hello to the press. Could could you maybe cut to when they actually actually play? There it is. Oh, here we go. All right. Hey, it's you too, everybody. It's you too. They're this here. is a, a glimpse into their new record. And he says, we're going to play a B-side. We can't do anything correctly. This is the beginning of a huge miscalculation. <laughs> Larry and they half-heartedly hitting a snare once or twice they admitted later that they announced it at Kmart it's called Pop Mart they weren't even sure what this was all about what point they were trying to make they decided that they they wanted to go deeper into what they were trying to say with the Octoon Baby tour the Zoo TV tour yeah which we talked about is was kind of a a masterstroke tour where still brilliant turn this off um, they they but they said it all. You know what I mean? And yeah. What else could you possibly have to say about about uh, culture and about media the f- culture and yeah. consumerism? Instead, they wanted to go further into the consumerism angle. Would you give that to me, you fucking asshole? <laughs> I, I, I'm not. I reached out my hand for the cord. I'm not looking at it. <laughs> You're playing. That was very funny. <laughs> Okay. Uh, so so pop pop as an album 17 17 years ago 17 years later that's how old this record is it's a 60 minute record uh their longest record i believe 60 minutes i will say listening to it today i listened to the first four songs just driving here and i was like all of these songs are like five minutes long. There are the 519, 507, 549, 522. Let me put it into perspective for you. Thank you. If you were to... Uh, listening to this album is a lot like watching the popular television program 60 Minutes. I've, I've seen that show. It takes as long to watch an episode of that as it is to listen to this record. So. Well, with commercial breaks and if you're watching it on TiVo, uh-uh. Well, that's true. It would be more like 44 minutes yes, maybe. In there. exactly. Okay. So it, it takes longer to listen to this than it takes to watch an episode of 60 oh Minutes God. on TiVo. You're right. <laughs> that's insane. It's crazy. It's crazy. So let's go. Let's go song by song. Break it, it down. Let's do it. Okay, because there's a lot to like on this record, in my opinion. Okay, you, you, it starts with discotheque. Then we have two, as far as I'm concerned, uh, two great songs. Uh, do you feel loved in Mofo? I love both of these songs. I, uh, as far as I'm concerned, let's talk about what's going on in music at the time. You have the Chemical Brothers. You have uh, Prodigy. You have a lot of of. People were saying that rock and roll is kind of dying out and the electronic sound Prodigy is Prodigy was huge right at this point. Smack my... I don't even want to say it because I got in trouble for saying it on 
one of our earlier episodes, but smack my B word up. You did? What do you mean? Some, a listener out there who's very nice, who I, I genuinely like, sold me out and told Co-op that I called her one on this show. Oh. <laughs> you were totally joking, though. Just not taken well. Okay. Not taken well. I don't okay. even want to say the word. Okay. Um, so... In any case, uh, uh, yeah, that's it's a huge sound. I was really into these these acts, the Chemical Brothers, yeah, uh, huge, uh, huge stuff. Um, and so when U two is sort of dealing with those kind of sounds, I got very excited because this is the future of music to me. Even Radiohead is putting out remixes of their rock songs that yeah. sound more electronica. And this is pre Kid A. This is mm-hmm. yeah, this is three years before Kid yeah. A. So this. This the sound of this record I actually really really like. Yeah. I in fact only half of it is kind of electronica. The yeah. back the back half is kind of straight ahead rock music and those are not my favorite songs. You know, there's a couple like Last Night on Earth and Gone and Please I think are just great kind of old school U2 just songs. great songs. Just yeah. great songs. So if they had kind of I feel like if they had gone for it and the whole record were electronica and shorter yeah. Then it would have been a really interesting record. Instead, you have twelve songs, and some of them are Miami, the Playboy Mansion. These are bad U two songs. Yes, These they are, are unfortunate songs. Legitimately bad U two yes. songs. Um, yeah, I, I'm not a big fan of if you wear that velvet dress because it's like it's asking a musical question. Hey, tell us what's going to happen if she wears the the velvet dress. You right. know, don't just raise the question and then say, right. "Got to go." Well, there's I don't I don't know about you, Scott, but I'm not seeing a question mark at the end of that song title. Mm-hmm. It's just a threat, and I don't like musical threats. So let's let's should we play the songs and kind of go through and you play the songs that are actually on the actual record? Yeah. Yeah, we could do that. Okay, so we've we've talked about discotheque a lot. We have not played it, but I will if you want me to play. That would be nice. It, I will say it starts off um very slow and but uh discotheque it's it has a great sound. I mean, it's really 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 good. If it would ever start, but here it is. Okay. The slow the signature slow fade up and the epic that lets First you know song. you're in for a doozy. Put on a pot of coffee. We're going to be here a while. We're, we have a big slow uh, fade up. Just fasten your seatbelts. We're going on a guilt trip. Okay, Disco, I, I like this song. I wish that it, it didn't evoke memories of them dressed up as the village people for me. And the whole yeah, thing. But the, I, the, 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 the video's a bummer. But when they came out and played it, at the pop on the Pop Mark tour, they came out of the Lemon and played this acoustically, mm-hmm. and that almost like a course correction, like they realized what they'd done wrong. Right, and they playing this song acoustically, you just bare bones, you see that it's a a really good song. And there are better mixes of it than the one. Uh, uh, very famously, this record was rushed yes. to meet the deadline of the Pop Mart tour. And they are not happy with the mix of any of it. Right. That said, I kind of like the mix of some of this stuff because yeah. it's electronica, but they, they're not satisfied. They keep remixing these songs and yes. putting out different versions of them. Especially... Let's cut over to Do You Feel Loved. We heard this uh, I think coming this was the this was always my favorite song. I love album. this song. This is a great song. It's, a, it's just great songwriting, and it's a great meld of U2 and kind of the more elect- electronica. It's like when Spock does a mind meld... 
between yeah. two minds yeah. of two human beings. Yeah. It's like that, but it's melding styles. It's so well put. I can barely keep my dick in my pants. And then we have Mofo, maybe one of my favorite songs. I love Mofo. You know, I, great it's something that you, you think would not age well and that we would all now hate, but mm-hmm. it's still really good. And this is the song they used to come out to, I believe, on the Pop Mart tour. Did you see this tour? Yes. Okay. I saw this tour with Doug Benson, comedian Doug Benson. We were super far away. We saw it in the Coliseum, I believe, which uh-huh. is just too big. Yeah. Super far away. Finally, some people who worked for MTV saw Doug and said, come down to the MTV uh-huh. seats, which were kind of close. Yeah. And it was way better close up. Yeah. But, um, just too far away. Yeah. He entered from the back of the stadium in a boxing robe with boxing gloves and they all and came out like a prize fighter like up pri- to the stage. I got to say, I rewatched this concert on DVD recently. Yeah. And by the way, I had done it after watching Rattle and Hum. Like, I went from uh-huh. Rattle and Hum, the sparseness of that, yeah. with nothing on the stage, yeah. no accoutrement, yeah. to Pop Mart. It is, in just those years in between, yeah. which is eight, nine years in between, it is such a massive difference. The yeah. scale they are going for yeah. is incredible. It, it it was like sent, it was like I was a time traveler or something. Yeah, it's crazy. And I'd been deposited into the future because it, it's it, only it, ten years between those albums. It's a massive undertaking, and it was really impressive. I yeah, think. I think this tour is actually put the music aside. It's a very impressive tour. Put the message aside of the consumerism and all that, yeah. and the giant lemon and yeah. all the issues. Even the lemon is a really cool show-stopping moment. Mm-hmm. It's just kind of dumb, but they knew it was dumb and it was all irony. I just think they had hit the irony ceiling and it mm-hmm. just stopped being as interesting. In the middle of the tour, it seemed like they realized that and they started yes. trying to be a little more sincere with stuff, but they were trapped in this tour with a giant lemon and a giant uh, McDonald's arch. I know, but it is really cool. Willie Williams, their designer, is pretty brilliant and it was really cool looking and the tour ended up being incredibly successful it was a really expensive tour and they mm-hmm. had no um sponsorship or anything like no they they, they were uh, they almost went bankrupt why are they constantly almost going bankrupt because they spend all that. this money on these giant tours but guys don't spend your own money well now like blackberry sponsored the 360 tour that's so right and I, that's why i'm sure red came out on that and, and the bank of america we've talked about that yeah. here's if god will send his see angels. i just can't take this song you don't like this one i do not like this song can we turn this up is this, this is, playing or this is the one hit from the album right i don't like think this a, was a hit at all well a year later nobody it was on the soundtrack to uh the remake of wings of desire the I don't Nicholas care. Cage. No but it was a hit i don't care what so <laughs> but we're talking about hits. No I was talking about you brought up hits. This is the one hit from this it's album. I don't care. I like this song. I, I'm not. I'm not. I, I, I think there's maybe a better mix. I just can't really take this song. Okay, then we have "Staring at the Sun," which no, this was a hit. Mm. At least on K Rock. Yeah, they play it. it was, yeah, I, I really like this song. I like this song a lot too. I like it when it, when the uh, the whole band kicks in, old school style. Aha. But then we move on to Last Night on Earth, which I like this song. I like this song too. This is like an old, just a, a straightforward U2 rock song, and it's good. Uh-huh. And then, okay, then all of a sudden it's like, they describe this record as a party. The first half is a party, and uh-huh. then the second half is the hangover and the next they morning. They were trying to find a narrative to apply to this album. Because the second half is kind of a bummer. You well, got, Gone. Gone's pretty good. Gone, I think, is a classic 
I love this song. Let's hear it. Here we go. This is gone by the band U2. Yeah. Bono, The Edge. Those are just, that's half of the lineup right, right there. There's four guys in the band. Bono sings. The Edge is the guitar player. Wait, I think you're mixing those two up. Sorry. The Edge sings. Bono plays guitar. And then coming up uh, in the rear with the rhythm section, we've got Larry Mullen Jr. playing bass. Laying down the skins. And then uh, uh, Doug Freeborn is uh, on drums. <laughs> Freeborn is my favorite one. Gone so is pretty good. This is a really... Wait, the, the chorus is particularly great. Gone! I'll just sing the chorus because we don't have time to get it. Okay. Um, Miami. Then we have Miami. Yeah, not... Not... Not great. Not great. And then the Playboy Mansion, even worse. Talking about, like, Coca-Cola and Michael Jackson. It just sort of... But then, if you wear that velvet dress, I don't like threats, but not a bad song. Yeah? Please. I like Please. Please like, is please. awesome. There, you know, there's that the pop heart EP where that please kind of melds into where the streets have no name. It's very, do you have that one? Maybe I do. I have pop art. No pop, pop what? Pop heart heart. Oh yeah. yeah, The pop heart EP. I believe I just got that. It's really pretty great. And then you have wake up dead man at the end, which is about his dad, right? So we can't say anything about it. No, his dad is not passed away yet at this point. I believe this is about Jesus Christ. Well, <laughs> oh wait, old JC, JHC. I I think they they brought this song back for their last tour or the tour before. I I've never been a big fan of that song. Get your facts straight if you're gonna bring it up. Okay, so um, let's talk about. <laughs> you have a befuddled look on your face. Why is Fuck that? Fuck you. <laughs> I believe they play. Let, let me see here. I believe they played on the YouTube th- on the 360 tour. But okay, um, I'm going to check that right now. Hey, be my guest. Do something. <laughs> okay, so so um, not a lot of hits, which is w- what really sunk this record. Um, right. It, it never had a where the streets have no name. It never it didn't have a pride. It didn't have a um, beautiful day. It didn't have anything. Right. They, they came out with discotheque as sort of like, hey, here's our funny song. Oh no, no one likes it. Yeah. We're not Weird Al. Let's come out with something a yep. little more sincere. Star- staring at the sun took a stab at it, but just didn't hit people the way w- one wh- hit people. Why do you think that is? Do you think they should have put staring at the at the sun out first? No. I think they need a rocker first. Staring at the Sun is maybe a good third single. What do you think should have been the first single? Well, I don't think they have a single on this record. That's the problem. I think it's another Zuropa in a way where there's nothing that's really a great single. But they put out Numb on their last record as as kind of their novelty hit. And they're like, let's put out another novelty song. And the the thing about Zuropa was they didn't need a hit at that point. They were still writing Octung Baby. Yeah, exactly. And this was more of a... But this is four years. They needed. They needed something, and what they came up with was disco thek, and it did not deliver. Yeah. That said, what are your impressions of the record and the tour at the time? Did you go see the tour? I did go see the tour. I w- I remember I uh, got a ticket f- through one of those to ticket ride? agencies. Yeah, I got a ticket to ride. Good one. Um, <laughs> and uh, you're just I- mad, and you're just lashing out because of how I was treating you. Just three minutes ago. Yes. <laughs> yes. Absolutely. 
Um, so I remember me and my friends went down. We got tickets through a ticket agency, and good story. They were they, no, they were like it was like two hundred dollars for the for third row center. And I remember, were you a TV star at this point or a movie star? I was nothing. You were you because for a while you were a little boy who wanted to be a big boy, and I, I was I was like a medium boy who didn't know what the hell was going on. Okay. But to, so spending $200 on a concert ticket was a big deal. But at the same time, I was like, wow, it was pretty easy getting third row center at a U2 concert, a stadium. Mm-hmm. $200 is a, a lot of money, but I'll happily pay. And when we got there, the stadium was maybe half full. Wait, this, is this at the Coliseum? No, this or? was in San Diego. Okay, SD. SD. Where Veronica Mars San- was set, which I, were you on Veronica Mars? I was on Veronica Mars. All coming for whole circle here. Is that why you went to San Diego I went instead down, of LA? went down to Sand Dog to see uh, <laughs> you two. Uh, no, this was the first leg of the tour, so I, I think they hit LA on the second leg. So I wanted to see them right away. This was their sure. second night of the tour because they opened in Vegas. This was their second night. So they were a little Vegas, rusty. Maybe. Vegas, baby. Vegas! Vegas! Vegas, baby. Money. You are money, baby. You're so money. You don't even know it. You don't even know. Do you wish you were in Swingers? Uh, um, If you could do it all over again, trade everything that you have, all of your success in, and just be in Swingers, and and then disappear, and then be murdered, would you? In a second. Wait a second. (laughs) What's going on, Scott? Oh, is it, was it 1995? I think it's 1995. Hello. Hi. Strange visitor. Hi. Why are you wearing such futuristic clothes? A shirt with a stripe on it? In the, I guess in the future we wear stripes more often than we did in 1995. (laughs) I mean, we wear stripes, don't get me wrong. Just not like this. I mean, that's amazing. That's a wider stripe than I've ever seen. Anyway, see you later. All right, I'm. We're back. <laughs> we're back talking exclusively about pop. This, so this episode. So it was very weird to see them play a place that was perhaps half full, and mm-hmm. seeing and we were close enough to see them. You could kind of tell they were a little bummed. They're bumming, a little bummed, and I could see them still putting their all into the performance, into trying to give those who were there a big epic U2 show. Mm-hmm. But you could tell that they were, they were, there was maybe a little too much effort mm. and it wasn't quite there yet. The magic wasn't right. quite there. And they were maybe a little, because it was a little embarrassing to look behind us and see like the entire top tier of the stadium just empty. Just empty. But this is in San Diego and there's a lot of, a lot of people would rather surf. Yeah, or go to Tijuana and drink tequila. See a donkey show, <laughs> which we did before the show. We didn't see a donkey show, but we went to You went to TJ? Tijuana. Went to went to t- With TJ? Our yeah, friend TJ, Tall John? I was there with TJ. Were you there with TJ? No, no, he he was. Oh, okay. I don't think Tall John's a U2 fan. Have you ever been to a show with TJ? Yes. As have I. He likes to sit in the back. Yeah. He's a polite man. He's too tall. I, we saw Sonic Youth together. You know, wait, which? Because we saw Sonic Youth together at TJ the Palladium. Oh no, this was at a different place. <laughs> so it must have been a different concert. I'd have to say, using Two's Clues, yes, it was a different concert. Okay. Yes, we talked about Two's Clues earlier in the show. Um, so, but the show was was pretty good. And it was cool to see them that clo- that cl- close at the time. I, you know, it was it was amazing, but. 
uh, it was a little depressing. A little depressing, as was this record, which kind of set them back. And look, they had just dug themselves out of the hole that they had dug for themselves with Rattle and Hum. Yeah. With the one-two punch of Octum Baby and Zuropa, and now all of a sudden they're back in that hole. But it's interesting because this hole was dug, the the hole from 10 years ago was too sincere, too serious. Like, oh, you love sincere? We're going to give you even more sincere. You like political? We're yeah. going to give you even more political. And this one was the complete opposite, and it got them into the same hole. Mm-hmm. Which happens to them again, just to give you a preview of a, a future app. Happens to them again 10 years later, almost. Does it? It does, in my opinion. And we'll get to that when we get to... Uh, I don't think it does. I think it does, but we'll talk about that. Okay. Um, so let's talk real briefly before we have to wrap it up here. I brought my uh, different oh, mix great. of pop. And here's here's where I think if they'd put out this record, it would have been as good as Zuropa, which, as we talked about in our last episode, I enjoyed a lot. Here is what my mix is. You have, first off, and this is going to shock you. Okay. I think if they had started the record as they started their tour with uh-huh. pop music. Can you Track play that? number one. Here we go. Let's listen to it. This is a B-side, a cover of M. Pop music by what's, M. What's M? M is a person who put out one song called Pop Music and then never put out anything ever again. But it was a uh, New York, London, everybody talk about pop music. It was a kind of an alternate hit. Uh-huh. Um, and they just covered it. They just covered it, but they did it. This is the most electronic and most chemical brothers-y thing that they did. Yeah. Um, and, and this was how they entered the stadium, if right, you remember, right, right. before they picked up their guitars. This sounds pretty awesome to me. I think, like, liking this style of music and liking dance music and liking electronica, this sounded really cool. And I think it's kind of interesting to start with a cover, especially a cover of a disposable song like pop music. So I I think this sounds really, really good. I think it sounds really dated, and maybe maybe it would have would it have sounded it. dated at the time? No, it would have no. sounded like the date on the calendar when you looked up on it on your wall. But I think this sounds more dated than anything else. But I think they should have gone for the dated, like they were going. So is this U2's version? This is U2's version. Yeah. Which, by the way, I put this on at the gym. I don't like to brag on workout. Yeah. Um, I know you've been working out constantly. You yeah, finally, I'm, working, I'm working out right now. You finally finished your cardio not moments ago. Are you in the cool-down portion? Of the I'm in the cool-down portion. I'm going to start doing the, the ankle-ups in like 10 minutes. Okay, very good. But I put this on at the gym, and it gets me going. Oh, I bet it does, Scott. I bet it does. <laughs> but in the tour, they segue from this into uh, the next song, which is Mofo. Let me give you a little piece of the segue that I would have done. I got to say, it would have been a much more gutsy start to the album. That's Instead of this kind of like, oh, we're going to do half yeah. sort of electronica and then half semi-rock music. It would have been... The, it, I, I like this idea you have. Okay. I think it's good. So then we go into Mofo, which is the hardest electronica that actually appears on the record. After that, you go into Do You Feel Loved. Nice. Regular mix. Okay. Already liking this album more. It's more. It sounds really good so far. Yeah. Then you go into Discotech, but I'm using the hexadecimal mix. 
that you find on the best of 1990 Hexa, to 2000. Hexadecimal mix. This is the hexadecimal mix, mix right now. So you're going like hardcore electronica version of the album. So far. So far. I actually am going to do what they were saying of like, this is the party okay, and then the okay. after party. I'm just going a little further with the party into, okay. into the mixes that I like. Okay. Look that up. We don't have time to get into it now, but discotech the hexadecimal mix. Then we go to Last Night on Earth, which is another great... Uh, uh, but th- I'm going to do the single version. This is the single version okay. of Last Night on Earth. A remixed version. A remixed, actually re-recorded, because they, for their singles, they re-recorded, I think, all of these Wow, songs. they really hated this album. They really just wanted to make it something that people would latch on to. But I like this Where's one. the single version of this? Is it on the best of as well? No, it's actually on the single. Idiot. <laughs> wow, this is different. It's pretty good, though. I like it a lot. I'm surprised you haven't heard this. Well, I'm sure I have it. I just don't know where it All right. Then I'm going to go with a B-side, North and South of the River. Great song. Great song. One of the only B-sides, and I believe it, it might be a cover of no. a friend of theirs. I think oh, it, might, really? it might be a cover of a friend of theirs song. I just can't believe they didn't put this on the fucking album. It's good. It's so good. It's really good. Um, this is a great song. Check it out if you don't know it. And then I'm going to go with Staring at the Sun, the new mix from the Best of 1990 to 2000. And then I'm going to go with Gone, the Mike Hedges mix from that same Best of uh-huh. 1990 to 2000. I still kind of like the album version better. Maybe we'll swap in the album version and your version. Okay. But uh, I just kind of went for something different. Then I'm going to please the single version. Again, a re-recording of this song, please. Yeah. Let me fast forward a little bit through it. But it's got or- orchestral touches, and it's a little more like Hold Me, Thrill Me. God, they were like tortured about this album. They re- re-recorded almost every song. Yeah. And then I'm going to go with If You Wear That Velvet Dress. This is track 10 of 12. And then I will say If God Will Send His Angels, Ugh. but single mix. So re-recorded version. Nobody else here, baby. You don't like it, but that's fine. And then I'm going Wake Up Dead Man, which is how the album closes. And I think you have a better record. Maybe you don't like If God Will Send His Angels, but it's buried deep. Is this a live version of Wake Up Dead Man? No, this is the version that's on the actual pop. I think that sounds good. I would just take off Wake Up Dead Man and uh, If God Will Send His Angels, and I would... Yeah, that sounds good. Because so you, took, you would just do 10 tracks. You 10 would, tracks. 10 that's track, plenty. Not bad. And that's, and that's a better record. Yes. You, you don't have gone, or you don't have Miami. You don't have the Playboy Mansion. Yes. You're in there. It's crazy that they put Miami and Playboy Mansion on and not north and south of the river. It's crazy. Yeah. And there, there were other good B-sides, like all those covers, like Fortunate Son. Now, the Fortunate Son that was a B-side uh, on, I think it was Staring at the Sun or Last Night on Earth, that's not the Maria McKee duet from the 80s, is it? I think it is, and they just put it, I believe so. Because it's it's very, Fortunate Son, it's very kind of 90s sounding. Right. Well, this was the 90s. No, but Maria McKee, that version is from the 80s, right? Uh, I think it was from Rattle and Hum. We talked about right. this on a previous one. I think, I think at the end of the 80s or something like that. Yeah, right. so I don't think it's the same version. I don't know. We'll never figure this out. But um, I will say that uh, some of their other B-sides for this, we you have Happiness is a Warm Gun, the Beatles song, yeah. uh, a kind of fucked up version of that, which sounds really cool. 
Um, some good, some good stuff. I like this record. I I like it better. I like my version better. Yeah. I worked hard on this. I hope if you're out there and you have all these songs, put it together. Run. By the way, the version of pop music that I start off with is not the nine minute version. I faded. I cross faded it into Mofo, which is how the concert started. So do that. About after about five minutes. Just crossfade into Mofo. Um, don't listen to the entire nine minutes if if you don't want to. I enjoy the nine minute version, but that's not how I would have done the record. And I think that if not a hit, is at least a better record and one that would stand next to Zuropa. What are you doing? I'm <laughs> trying to find. I'm trying to find that version of uh, Last Night on Earth. Oh, the single version. I can send it to you if you want. Yeah, please do. <laughs> you don't have to sound so sarcastic, okay? Um, I think that's. I think you. Obviously put a lot of work into this. You, you put your little boy hands to work on your computer. <laughs> I'm really happy that you did. It shows that you care about our show. I do. And um, I I feel like this album is troubled, but it has kind of moments of greatness in it. Um, but overall, not my favorite. Not your cup of tea. Not my cup of joe. And... Do you ever listen to it? I mean, you obviously listen to it in order to prepare for the show, but for pleasure, do you ever, any of the songs come up and you go, hey, I like this? When it came out, I listened to it so much, mm-hmm. so much. And Is it one of those cases, and we've talked about this, where it's your favorite band and you're just willing yourself to like something? The Phantom Menace syndrome? Yeah. Um, a little, I, but it's not bad. It's not a bad album. It's just like after listening to it solid for like six months, I realized it's not. I'm never gonna enjoy. I'm this. never gonna love if you wear that velvet dress. You know, Michael Jackson put out a bad album. Worked out great for him. <laughs> that laugh sounds semi insincere. Well. We're going to have to wrap it up for another episode. Yeah. Um, a successful one, I thought. Very good. Very good. Anything else you want to say about pop before we uh, close close it up? I mean, that we've said everything that we need to say. At this point, it's definitely, definitely safe to say that you two need to surprise us and do something different. It was time for them to uh, go away and dream it all up again. Again. <laughs> they need to chop down the Joshua tree and this record. The pop tree. <laughs> We have something special coming next week. We are going to not go into all that you can't leave behind. We're instead, we need to dick around even more in order to make sure that we put out enough episodes until the new record comes out. But so, what's the other reason for... for Well, we have a very special guest coming in our next episode. Do we want to hype who's going to be here with us? Hey, why not? Hey, special guest, do you want to say who you are? Yes. There you go. That's all we're going to give you. <laughs> and maybe some background laughs you may have heard once or twice throughout the, t- this episode of the show. Very generous background laughs, I might add. <laughs> so, um, you know, in, we're, until next week, we this is Adam Scott Ackerman. This is Scott. This is Scott, too. And we hope that you found what you're looking, looking for. <laughs> See you next week. Bye.
This has been an Earwolf Media production. Executive producers Jeff Ulrich and Scott Ackerman. For more information, visit Earwolf.com. Earwolfradio.com The Wolf Dead. Hey, Queeros, it's me, Cami Esposito, and I'm here to tell you about my podcast, Query. You can sit in on hour-long conversations between me, Cameron Esposito, and some of the brightest luminaries in the LGBTQ family. Query explores individual stories of identity, personality, and the shifting cultural matrix around gender, sexuality, and civil rights. Plus, it is fun. We have had some incredible guests. Uh, Emmy winner Lena Waithe? Yes, definitely. Congressman Mark Takano? You bet. L Word creator Eileen Shakin? Yes. President and CEO of Glad Sarah Kate Ellis? We definitely have. We've got celebs. People like Trixie Mattel, Evan Rachel Wood, Tegan and Sarah, the band, and the people separately on two different episodes. We also have activists and change makers in our community. I think it's a one of a kind show full of chats you have never heard before. It's identity, it's community, it's query. You can find query every Monday on Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts.